Good morning. Good evening. Good night. And welcome, welcome to the Get Up Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back at it. We back at it. We consistent. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. How y'all doing? I know you can't reply. He asked you how y'all doing like it's Dora. Well, Hola, amigos. <laughs> Como esta? And then like the, the kid on the other side has to answer. Good. Good. Good, Dora. Bro, I used to be so mad. What? At Dora? For what, bro? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so every day. You know, I loved Dora because I would still watch her every single day. You look, he had a crush on Dora, bro. Stop playing. I'm, I'm, I can't say that because I used to be getting on her bangs. But I will say it did, I did have a thing when I was legit for girls with bangs. So maybe Dora did have an effect on me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I used to... <laughs> I used to hate. What I used to hate bro. that so much. Where is it? <laughs> Nigga, it's right there. <laughs> Dora! Turn around! Yeah, yeah bro. I don't well, have a pocket for that, but that is. Hey, man. That was a childhood. That what it is. That's what it was. Or Diego, bro? Nah, Diego was tough. Nah, Diego, Diego used to get me mad. What? I used to get mad at Diego. I loved Diego. Real talk? Just because I used to just love animals. I'll be watching Animal Planet. And, you know, it's not it's not fully the same, but it was close enough. I'm like, he really in the Amazon for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The thing with Diego is that his sister was bad, though. What? All right. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, real talk. <laughs> all, I was, right. all right. You said that you had a crush on Dora. I No, no. You said that you I had a crush on Dora. And you admitted it. No, so and I nice. said that it might have had an effect okay, on Okay, but Diego's sister definitely had an effect on me. <laughs> 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 all, right, all, right, all right. Real talk, though. Real talk. Um, last week was crazy, bro. <laughs> I know we just went into a whole rant right that's, now, but... That's how we're starting. That's all how right. we're starting. So, last week was crazy, bro. I'm still, like... Still on what we spoke about last week, it poured into this week. Yeah, like we talked about when we went into the wilderness and everything. That's what I ended up preaching about Friday night to the young adults. Yeah, and then Monday night in our cell group, mm-hmm. we went back at it again, and and then Tuesday I had to get Bible study. And we uh, we're, we're doing we we're we're wrapping up um, a series on prayer. Yeah. So we're on the the part of the Lord's prayer that says, "Forgive us as we forgive others." Yeah. And I realized that forgiveness is just one of the things in the desert. It's one desert you have to get through. Right. You know, it's cool you said that because um, earlier today, I kept on seeing seventy times seven. Where? So I wrote it down in my notebook randomly. Like I had, I was drawing because I, I like to doodle. So like I don't know. This was probably right when I started at PNC. I had I was looking at my notes. Uh, I was supposed to say that. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Right when I started, so I had um, wrote it in my notes seventy times seven, and I was looking at it again, and there's a process to that, like. It's very easy to hold unforgiveness in your heart. But, like, 
it it became so clear to me in the moment like unforgiveness is like poison to you the more you hold it it begins to kill you what you think is like you're you're using it as a it's like you're emotionally weaponizing your unforgiveness against that person and you think it's hurting them but it's actually killing you and while you're holding on to it that person been moved on and christ is telling you to forgive them because when it's in your heart it's doing more damage to you than it is to them like how many times should i forgive you should forgive your brother 70 times 70 times seven like bro so and the crazy thing is with that the reason why is it's not literally the seven times. Yeah. It's just the thing is, I was telling I was I was saying this yesterday. It's crazy how Peter, who had an anger problem, yeah, was, was thinking about, his max was seven. Yeah, and that's a lot. For and the him. thing is, that's a lot for somebody for the well, same person. Yeah, to make a mistake. Right. So he's like, how many times should we forgive them? Seven times. Right. So. That seven times is like, all right, you know, if it's seven times, I guess it's not that bad. But I'm like, bro, seven (laughs) times is like... That's a lot of times. And we know Peter was about that action. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, man, (laughs) if Peter was able to do seven times, but then Jesus says, no, 70 times seven. And it's just the fact that I I, I was telling the young adults this. Are you ready to forgive the same person an infinite amount of times. That's the hard part because yeah. the thing is, is, it's not just oh, oh man. All right, so yeah, 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 I get this question, and a lot of people have this question, and some of you might disagree with me, and that's fine. I just have my views based on what the word says, right? People say, all right, so I got somebody asked me a question: is so when I forgive, can I distance myself after I forgive, and? I, I obviously I want to empathize with that is because like yeah, yeah like you know you don't want to get hurt again, and you know you just want to make your space. But did Jesus distance himself from you when he forgave you? Mm. Now you know what's the root of somebody wanting to distance himself after forgiving, It's because they're afraid they're not going to be able to forgive again if something happens again. Yeah. And that's the that's that's the root issue. Now yes, you have to forgive, but you also have to be willing to forgive again. Yeah. We have this culture, like okay, even in the in the body of Christ, there's That's this thing. Hard. Of, there's this thing of like That's it hard. is it's stupid hard. Yeah, it's mad hard because the thing is in the body of Christ, we have this thing of like yeah, we want to forgive, but you know, but nah, but I'm not a game. You know, don't play with me. Like, right. don't play with my emotions. Don't play with my time. All this stuff, right? And I understand that. And that's one thousand percent. You don't yeah. want to. You don't want somebody taking advantage of you. And it's not taking advantage of you, right? But one thing is, if you distance yourself. You're not really showing love anymore. Mm. You can't show. So P- Paul says you need to show by your good deeds. That people will know who you are by your good deeds, by your fruits. Yeah. So did I forgive you? Yes, I said I forgave you. Cool. We had that talk, that hard talk of me forgiving you and saying, hey, listen, we're over it, whatever. But now we need to show love. Right. If, I'm, if, if I see you coming this way and I'd rather go the other way, that's not showing love. I would argue that I didn't fully forgive you yet. If that's the case. Exactly. If I can't You didn't truly forgive. I might have for, I know, I might have partially forgave yeah, you. Yeah. But I didn't truly forgive you yet. Mm. See now I was listening to another conversation and um 
this is what I had to, what I've been learning is that you can forgive the person and not forgive the spirit that hurt you. Well, I think a lot of times what happens is we forget that we're this is this is where it gets where we forget that we're in a spiritual warfare, and that the attack and the hurt that was caused to you by that person, as much as it was people choose to sin, people choose to be negligent, as much as they made a bad choice, it's the enemy's plan trying to divide you and that person. It's the enemy's plan to to hurt you so you can harbor that unforgiveness in your heart. And that poison you. That be the distance between you and, and Christ. It's not now. This is not a. This is not also. This is not something for someone to use as an excuse. No. And so, like I would just want to make that clear. It's not an excuse. The thing is, is that all right? Sin is a choice. Yes. You choose that. Yes. And the devil is giving you that option. The devil is tempting you. He's tempting and you testing to take that decision. Yeah. To make that decision to take that choice, right? And then once you fall into that choice. Then he has an open door to do whatever else he wants to do. There's such a beauty in the temptation. Not because what the devil is, because every temptation that the devil puts in front of us is also an opportunity for us to turn away from sin and worship God. So there's a test within the temptation. Now, the thing, again, that person might have hurt you because of the spirit operating behind the thing that happened to you. But I can now... Forgive that person because this is where we, when we start talking about what real love is. We, did we talk about love last week? We did. We did talk about no, love. Yeah, yeah. What real love is we is I, bit, I yeah. love this person mm. because Christ loves this person. Mm. So no matter what, even if you hurt me, yeah. I love you. I love you with yeah. all my heart because yeah. of what Christ gave to me and he gave to you. But, he says, but the Bible says give through grace. Right. By what grace we received. The grace I received yes, is I the same grace I'm going to give to you. Yes, but yes. at that same time, I do not forgive the spirit operating no, behind no. you. I hate that spirit. Yeah. I hate now, Satan. Now, I hate Satan and I hate that spirit. So what this happens is, what, what has to happen, especially if it's your brother in the faith, what the church has missed out on is when we hate the sin, we tend to hate the person. Hate the person. When as a body is, if you have a spirit, yeah, and I forgave you, yeah, and I love you, but I see the spirit that's operating behind everything, yeah, I as your brother need to be like, hey brother, let's fight this thing, yeah, where there's two or three in accord, right? Whatever you ask shall be given, yep. right? Like this, it's this, is this thing with unity, which is what you said before, is that the enemy, what the enemy wants to do is the enemy wants to plant a seed. Of division, yeah. And then instead of you looking at the spiritual thing, you're looking at each other. Right. That's why Paul says in in Ephesians six, he says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and the powers of the air. Right. We're not fighting against each other. And that's the problem is that we think that when somebody hurts us, when you when you are when you when you finally start to realize that this is a spiritual thing, yeah. You don't hate anyone. Yeah. You hate the spirit. Listen. We are the body of Christ. The body. The body. So when something is inside of your body that is causing you to get sick, the white blood cells within you get ready into action yeah. to remove yeah. the virus. Come on now. We are the body of yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a spiritual thing. So think about it. When something is deployed against our body, 
and there's some a seed a virus that is trying to take root inside of the body we need to come into action as white blood cells <laughs> see the thing is we're made white because again <laughs> yeah we because we, we are washed by the blood of jesus right 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 we're covered by the blood of jesus so we are made <laughs> so we're going to come into action with the covering that we have against that virus Come on. Watch yeah. this, right? Now, I love, <laughs> I love that you brought up about the body. Because we are the body of Christ, and he's the head. When the body is hit, yeah. the part of the body that receives the information is, yes, the body. But the thing that processes the information and sends a reaction is the brain. Yeah. The problem is, is that we're a body that we're trying to react without the anything. Brain. I we're we're a body. That, you said this the other day. He's <laughs> the thing is 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 the Lord was speaking through you on Monday when well you get you're giving a prophetic word yeah and, and the Lord said through you you're the feet mm. of Jesus. You can't move unless the head tells you to move. Come on. You're the hands of Jesus. You can't touch unless the, 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 the mind tells you to touch. Yeah. The problem is, is that sometimes that's the moving side of things. That's yeah. the action side of things. That, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I want to whatever. Oh, that's fine. But now the other thing is, is there's a receiving end yeah. that we have nerves that are sending information to the mind. Mm -hmm. So that's why he says when they reject you, yeah. they're rejecting me. Come on. When they hurt you... They're hurting me. Right. Stop taking things personal. Ooh. There's a prop, there's a there's a reason why it's easy, quote unquote. I know it's hard, but yeah. it's easier for us to forgive yeah. because we're supposed to forgive through the mind's forgiveness. Mm. It's not my mind anymore. It's, it's his mind. mind. Come on. And his mind can process things and say, you know what? I forgive you and I love you. Let me send that information to the body. Yeah. Ah, so yeah, the yeah. And now this is the thing. This is something what we spoke about yesterday in Bible in Bible study, and um, Marbelli brought this up. Is when you, after you forgive, mm -hmm. brings healing. Come on, <laughs> that's crazy. That took us right yeah. After you forgive, there's healing. When the brain processes whatever happened, the trauma physical yeah. trauma that happened to the body it tells the body all right you can start healing now yeah so now if it was a punch yes there's a bruise but the bruise is for a healing process yeah yes there was a cut but now the brain is like all right blood we need to rush there and we need to cover it up mm -hmm. and there needs to be a healing process mm -hmm. if do you know why there's a lot of infections sometimes um there's actually infections that happen because the brain is not telling the body what to do mm. When that happens, then they have to do medications, and then they have to, like, oh, like, there's signals that aren't doing, but this is the thing, yeah. is that the mind of Christ never fails. Yeah. But the problem is, is if you're walking around without a head, <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to be rotten. Wow. You're going to, you're going to have sores and pus and infections, and there's nothing sending information to heal itself. Come on. The mind sends the information to heal. He's giving a cheat code. The thing is that you need to be connected to the to the mind. So now, if you if you're saying, "Yeah, I I don't know, I, maybe I can forgive now, but if they do it again, maybe not," then you're temporarily connected to the body. 
you're a prosthetic and you're not a real come woman. on you're thinking out of your mind when you say that which is natural it's natural yeah that, which is, yes, natural. It is natural we're it's talking a, about a whole countercultural, like unnatural thing for a human to do this is why you have to die to yourself right like like this is the whole reason you see i'm i'm, I'm thinking about these white blood cells yeah. Because they themselves have codes and commands yes. that they operate in. Yeah. Yeah. But did you know that it's those same white blood cells that when they are infected with cancer, turn on the other ones and start to kill the other white blood cells? It starts the body, when, it, when, when the code gets messed up and it has the wrong command, it starts to kill itself. So again, we don't... Even operating in our own mind, we can begin to hurt the people that are closest to us. Again, it's hard to forgive somebody who hurt you, but when your response is actually the opposite of what they gave you, it begins to not only heal you, it heals them. Like, when, <laughs> when, <laughs> when the love of God is displayed, when his, when his vo- voice comes through, it shines light on the darkness. Mm, we begin to be healed. Yeah. Like, this is this is revelation for me. Yeah. God is so good. Yeah. Yo, that was on the spot. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> don't get too far from the mic. But like, you like remember? Like, no, I, I, like I'm just saying, bro, because you was out here. Yeah. So I know my mic. I gotta go be a little closer, but, but now the thing is with that, with the, with the, you're talking about when the code is messed up, right? Mm. It's the same thing with if a car doesn't have the correct code mm. for the radio. You know, mm. like the mm-hmm. old school, mm-hmm. even with the new ones. There's a, there's a code for the radio. Yeah. If your car dies and you restart the battery, you have to put a code in to start your radio. Sometimes. Sometimes the lack of hearing the voice of God is because you, you're not putting the correct code in. And since you're not putting the correct code in, you can't tap into the frequency because the system's locked. The kingdom of heaven is locked until you forgive. I'm a, all right. Yeah. I'm going to have it written on my phone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. I'm going to prove it to you right now. All right. So in, in New King James, right? All right. Watch this. Matthew 6, verse... Not you know. We're actually going to make it worse. <laughs> uh, all right. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. It says, For if you forgive men their trespasses... Saying men. It's not your friend. It's everybody. It's anybody. Their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But, right, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you yours. Come on. That's red letters, y'all. Where's the parable? Like, Jesus, well, which one? Of the king and the... Oh, I got that junk written down, too. I'm not going to, uh, we might have to do this Bible study. That is in uh, Matthew 18, verse 21. Let me read this. So... NLT. You could talk. So the thing is, is that if you can't forgive, you're gonna you're gonna close the door on yourself. 
And God's not opening the door until you forgive. We have to forgive. It's a hard thing to forgive. But the thing is, is, is God, Jesus is making it clear. He's like, listen, if you can't forgive, Jesus also says in another thing, he's like, how do you say you love? You love God that you don't see, but you hate your brother that you do see. What's the, what's the verse? It's Matthew, uh, Matthew 18, verse 21. Matthew 18. Oh, I'm on 13. Yeah, 18. I love 13, yeah. Yeah, Matt, the book of Matthew is insane. It's just, uh, and it's like the first book of the New Testament. It'd be going crazy. 18, 18 through 21. Uh, 21 through 35. 30, 35. All right. They'd be going crazy. We're, we're going to just take a little trip and a journey into the Bible. Bible. I, I, love, I love to read the Bible. All right. So this is the parable of the unforgiving debtor in NLT. Matthew 19 verses 21 through 35. So then Peter came unto him and said and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me, and I will pay you, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset, and they went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called the man in he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on a fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. From your heart. Now, it's a heart posture. Now, but watch this, right? Come on. I got a couple of things. I... So let's break down in the New King James and in the King James, it brings up the word talents, right? Mm -hmm. um, it said a few million dollars in NLT, but, but when you look at talents, right? Yeah. So one talent was equivalent to 6,000 denarii in that time. And then one denarii was one day's of work, yeah. one day's wage, right? So that means 6,000 days, which is a span of 16 years of working. Is one talent. Bruh. This guy owed the king 10,000 talents. Now, um, we, you know, we're in Patterson, so the daily wage, average daily wage of Patterson is $273 a day. That's the average. In 16 years, it's 1,638,000. Times that by 10,000. 
He owed the king in today's world owed the king sixteen billion three hundred eighty million dollars. Basically, sixteen point point five billion owed the king. Bro, bro, there's countries that had that debt, bro. Mm, no, that's that's debt. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> that's yeah. no, bro. Jeff Bezos size debt, <laughs> bro. Like, what's going on? Jeff Bezos network as debt, bro. Yeah, what's like, going on? So watch. The second guy, his his fellow brother, owed him a hundred denarii. In today's world, it was only two thousand three hundred dollars. Wow. Two. Uh, I mean, um, twenty seven thousand three hundred, which is. Still a lot. Yeah. That's a car, bro. Yeah. But if I'm going to compare 27,000 to 16 billion, yeah. this night and day. Come on. And we we owed the father more. Yeah. And he forgave us. You know the wages of sin is death? The that's pain. at 16 billion, yo. That's death. Death. That's death. You can't you can't repay that. You, you can't pay that, bro. <laughs> you can't you can't pay that crap. <laughs> Nobody's paying sixteen billion dollars, bro. <laughs> Nobody's doing it. I mean, on a regular day, like nah. Come on, come on, bro. Now, you, you were forgiven for something that was the the payout that God said you were supposed to get was death. And your brother, you know, they. they I'm not gonna lie. People can do really foul things. Yeah, like the, yeah, you know, I don't the, want I don't want nobody to feel like I'm saying like oh like minimizing no, the trauma. Somebody can really really really, yeah. really hurt you yes, like bad, yes. but like the the main thing that we're trying to get at is that this as operating from what Christ told us to do, you it's not honestly I don't think it's even fully possible without you trying to take on His mind and look at them the way that He looks at them. What you got there? Yeah, you got that preacher Bible. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a heart. Right. It goes back to what it says from his heart. Right. You have to forgive from your heart. Yeah. I understand that the Bible says the heart is deceitful. Mm. But this is the thing. The heart is deceitful when you try to make decisions from your heart. Jesus is telling you to command your heart. Mm -hmm. You need to tell your heart and from the heart. It's not like, oh, I need to make this decision from my heart to forgive you. Yeah. No, it's I need to tell my, my heart, listen, we're over this. Mm -hmm. You want some? All right. So you understand that the heart and the mind, are make, they make the soul. Yeah. Right? That's why David said, oh, my soul, praise the Lord. Wake up my soul. Yeah. He's speaking to his soul, speaking to his mind, speaking mm -hmm. to his heart. You have to give your heart and your soul a command mm -hmm. to do the things of the Lord. Yeah. Because if you try to depend on your soul and depend on your emotions and the, your past and you, everything you're feeling, you're going to make the wrong decision. Yeah. I mean, so you need to command yourself. Hey, listen, the word of God says to do this. Mm. I know you don't want to, but this is what we're doing. Yeah. That makes me think of... I forget what city, but they, David and all his soldiers, they leave, and they come back, and all the family, their children, everybody was taken. Mm. They got taken. And David's soldiers were upset with him. 
But David said to himself in this moment, again, he's the king, he's leading this army, and the same army that he's leading is actually upset with him. They, they, they don't even have the strength in them to fight. And he's looked onto the Lord and asked him to be his strength. He told the Lord to strengthen himself, but he, he got the courage up out of himself. Yes, like, because he spoke no one, into himself. The thing is, is that there was nobody around. Yes. So now, look, watch this, right? Remember how we talked about how forgiveness brings healing? Yeah. Now, you can't get healing without forgiveness. Yeah. Right? Are we clear? That, that's, it makes sense. For some people, some people are trying to get healed from the trauma so that they can have enough strength to forgive. Mm. And I, it makes sense. It does make sense. Logically. It logically makes sense. Like, okay, I need to fix myself. I need to make sure I'm okay. I need to make sure I'm healed. And then I'm ready to let go. But in reality, you need to let go. You need to forgive and let go so you can be healed, right? And this is what the Bible says about it, right? When you go to Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, it says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Very important things right there. And will turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. It doesn't say I'm going to heal their land, then forgive their sin. Yeah. It says I'm going to forgive their sin, then heal their land. Yeah. There's a forgiveness and then there's a healing. But it only comes by the prayer. So if you, if you feel like it's really hard to forgive, you need to pray. Humble yourself because lack of forgiveness is a pride issue. Yeah. So in order to <laughs> knock your pride down is you need to bow down before the throne. Come on. So it's, it's humble yourself. Pray and seek his face. When you seek his face and you look at him, you realize that all that you have is only because of him. And if he gave you grace, you can give someone else grace. Man, the kingdom, like as we were talking about, I can really, the kingdom is so upside down for real. Because, again, naturally, it makes sense. Actually, if I want to forgive this person, in the world, it will say, I need them to apologize to me first. I need the person who hurt me to do something for me first so then I could give them the gift of my forgiveness. But in the kingdom, we give the gift to them freely of our forgiveness. Then, in, in fact, when you give it this way, you're not even expecting anything back from no, them. You, you're letting go of the weight. You're letting go of the yoke. Yes, like you let you're, them go. You're you're not letting you're not letting that baggage stay on you. Yeah. Like and like you said before, you're opening the door for them to be free. Now, I know that there's some people that you forgive them and then they're like, Oh, but did you really forgive me? And and listen, with those type of people, you just it's now it's time to just look like him. Yeah. To look like Jesus and really show them the love. Yeah. And because the thing is is we're called to be like Christ, right? We're called to look like him. So when Christ forgave us, all he does is show us love now. Yeah. Even in his correction, it's because of love. Yeah. He, his discipline, his chastisement, it's all because of love. He's yeah. not doing it out of hatred or of anger. It's out of, I, I love you, and I don't want you to do these things. Yeah. And I forgave you. Jesus intercedes on our behalf. That's what the Bible says. It says mm -hmm. that he's sitting at the, at the right hand of the Father, interceding. Do you think Jesus is sitting there like, oh, well, no. He's literally saying, Father, I died for them. Yeah. Father, I died for them. Yeah. I forgave them. Yeah. I forgave them. Uh, I understand your wrath is, in a, <laughs> is about to fall out 
And Jesus is like, listen, listen, hey, I forgave them. And God's like, all right, they're righteous because you're righteous. righteous. Yeah. They're holy because you're holy. holy. Yeah. They're sanctified because you're sanctified. Yeah. They're powerful because you're powerful. They have they're they're loved by me because you're loved by me. Mm-hmm. And when we are in Christ, we can experience the same thing that Christ experiences, which is the love of the Father and being holy and being whole mm-hmm. and being made pure and, and all these things because we're in him. Mm-hmm. But also since we're in him, we need to do the things that only he does. Come on. So when bro, Jesus was slapped, spat at, cursed at, crucified, whipped everything yeah and his one of his last words was father forgive them because they don't know what they're doing oh my goodness so it's the same thing with us there's people that there's people that have done things to you that your response is but they don't know how much damage they did to me and this is the same thing that jesus told his father lord forgive them because they don't even know what they're doing so this is the same thing you need to forgive them in your heart and also tell the lord to forgive them but you need to let them know you know i know probably you don't get or probably you don't care about how much damage you did, but I just want to let you know I forgive you. And it's not saying that to argue. It's like, listen, I actually uh, forgive you. Recognize the pain. Yeah. And that makes it so much more greater. Yes, you you yes, you raped me. I don't know who I'm talking to. Uh, yes, you raped me. Yes, you molested me. Yes, you cursed at me. Yes, you cheated on me. Yes, you broke my heart. Yes, you, you spoke bad about me to my parents. Yes, you, you, you lied. Yes, you stole from me. Yes, you killed my brother. Yes, you killed my mom. Yes, you left me when I was younger. And I love you. Mm. And I forgive you. Wow. That's kingdom. And it's super hard wow. for you. Yeah. It's super hard for me. Mm. It's not hard for him. Hey, y'all. If you guys really feel like you're receiving from this word today, I just ask that you... Hit the share button. You send it to somebody who you feel like needs this. Anyways, back to the pod. The problem is we're trying to make these big decisions of forgiveness and loving someone based on how we feel. Yeah. When you let go, you let God in. Mm. Let go and let God, boy. Let go and let God. Yeah. Christ is asking you to stop holding on to that so you can hold my hand. Like that that thing that you that is that weight of that unforgiveness is keeping you from being able to come touch me. But this is why he says, "My yoke is easy, yeah, and light." Because when you come to hug him, when you when you let go of that, <laughs> you're able to now embrace him with full open arms. Yeah, come on. Bro. Remember, I t- remember that illustration I did at your house of carrying the cross. Yeah. When you try to carry a cross mm. and try to carry your luggage too, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to drop something. And and most of the time, we rather drop the cross and carry our baggage instead of dropping the baggage and carrying the cross. Yeah, you can't carry both. Then this is the thing, right? And the reason why I say you can't carry both is not not you literally in the way, but sometimes when we get to the final destination. When it's time at the end and you get to the gates of, of heaven and God and Jesus is like, all right, you ready? What are you letting go of? If you let go of the cross, you're not welcome. 
If you let go of your bags and you carry the cross, the thing is, is that we're <laughs> supposed to we're supposed to look like That's most crazy. of us are just dropping the they cross. They dropped the cross away, <laughs> bro. Most of us are like that. Cross is like ten <laughs> miles back, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, you want me to go get it? All right. <laughs> like the thing is, but the thing is that most most Christians want to carry the cross yeah. and their bags. Yeah. So when ministry comes. It's hard, mm-hmm. and they're frustrated because you're trying to carry ministry on top of carrying your baggage from your past. Yeah. Because what happens is the ministry is on top of the cross, bro. Yeah. It's not like another bag you take. No, yeah. it's just the cross. Is there's another thing added to the cross? The ministry is a so, part of the cross. Yes, the ministry is part of your cross. So now the cross is getting a little more, <clears throat> you yeah. know. So. Maybe in the beginning you were able to carry that cross on one arm, mm-hmm. but now you know you need two arms now. Yeah, you can't do that if you're dragging your your luggage behind you. Oh man, not to drift off into another point. No, 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 we're good, bro. But um, I really I think that was helpful. That yeah. was that was I don't know what that who that was for. Yeah. But I think somebody needs to hear. That. Um, you said the ministry. Yeah. And. That's another thing that's been on my heart. When you accept Christ, you're already in ministry. Yes. That's yeah. We are the ministry. That's facts. Yeah. The, like once I receive the gospel, exactly. Once I receive the gospel, I'm a minister. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a priest now. Exactly. You're a priest and a king. Yeah. And <laughs> Pastor Mike was talking about this that I think we did something when we created this culture um, here in America or around the church, we forgot to realize that everybody's actually supposed to be a pastor. We're all pastors. It's not one person. It's not supposed to be. Well, all right. Let me no, just, no, let me just, no, no, no. I know on. what you're saying. I know yeah, you're saying. Yeah, hold on. But I just want to fix this. The pastorate is a part of the fivefold. Yes, yes. I'm, I now, was going to get there. I think you mean evangelist. I think everyone is called to be an evangelist. Not everybody's supposed to be a pastor. I'm saying in how people view a pastor in their mind right now. As far as somebody who leads, that teaches a word, that can minister to each other, that is um like I think a lot of people what we what they see as a pastor is somebody who's actually supposed to be operating in an apostle role. Where they are able to plant churches and structure things and be an oversight type of leader on a ground level me myself i should be able to get 10 people together and preach them and teach them a word because i'm a follower of christ yeah. and this is this is what i live like yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what i do i yeah, yeah, yeah. i belong to him yeah, yeah, yeah. i am a citizen of heaven i know the rules i know i know what what it is i know what it is to belong to him so to me again we come, I think we have decent sized churches, yeah. but there's people whose their church is 20 people. Yeah. And the person that they view as a pastor, really, I mean, they could be doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what, that's what I mean by that. Not to say, not to take away from the office no, no, no. of a pastor, no, no, the bro, office of a teacher. Is, I think that, because this is the thing, the pastor, the pastor has a calling. Yes. A pastor has a calling to lead people but also grow grow his 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 sheep yeah i think a pastor in a lot of ways 
um, has now obviously we're talking about a senior pastor so yeah. a senior lead pastor is eventually going to become an apostle right like that's how that flow works now obviously I do like the fact that churches have embraced worship pastor and young adult pastor because you are leading a group right. a pastor is someone that leads right so now I think when you I think I believe that when when somebody receives Christ we are supposed to be evangelists mm. because it's like the Samaritan woman when Christ says, I am the water that gives life, you will never thirst again. Yeah. She ran into her city and said, hey, listen, I got to talk to you about this man that I just met. Right. And what he told me, and he said that we're never going to thirst again mm. if we drink from him. Yeah. That's our calling. Going to the nations and preaching the gospel. Now, there are certain people that have an anointing and a calling to lead yes. people. Those are pastors. Um, but I, I believe that we're just called to evangelize. Now, obviously, through literally preaching, but also what, we, what we've been talking about is the your life of worship. Yeah. Now, we all be, I, I've always been teaching this, is that worship is not just singing. No. It's not. Um, it's, a fi- it's a false ideology that we think that worship is a genre and worship is a, it's a song. And there, that's very... That's probably the least of what worship really is. Yeah. Because, yes, are they singing in heaven? Yes. But what really makes them worshipers in heaven is the fact that they do everything he says. Mm. A worshiper, when you worship in spirit and truth, in spirit and truth means, by in spirit, meaning mm. that you're crucifying your flesh. And in truth, meaning you're living by the word. Yeah. If I'm, wor- if I'm living and walking in a posture of obedience and sacrifice, it's worship. So now, when I can live like that, and people see that my life is solely and wholly, wholly devoted, wholly devoted um, to the Lord. And they see that my life is different and I'm not like everyone else. And they see that there's something divine in everything I do. That is the gospel. Why? How come everything you touch, like Joseph, how come everything you touch prospers? And it's just, it's just the favor of the Lord. It's the grace of the Lord. So that's just my take on that. But... Uh, what are, you, what are you looking for? This is, what verse is this? This is Colossians 3.23. Okay. And whatsoever ye do, mm-hmm. do it heartily as to the Lord. As to the Lord, yeah. And not unto men. Yeah. Knowing that of the Lord, mm-hmm. ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, mm-hmm. for ye serve the Lord yeah. Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive from the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect of persons. And you know what the you know what the wrong is? Doing things unto men. Mm. That's the wrong. Yeah. Doing it, doing everything. <laughs> you could do something good if you do it unto men. You're doing it wrong. Uh oh. It's not so much of like, oh I did something bad. It's yes, doing something bad. Yes, but if you're doing ministry and you're singing, you're trying to do the best you can in ministry for other people to clap. You're doing it wrong. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was kind of tough, but no, no, no but like, no, 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 but no. in reality, that's what it is, right? Like, yeah. for example, me as a worship pastor, right? If I'm trying to get a good set together, and my main thing is I want the church to be hype, mm-hmm. I'm doing it wrong, right? If me as a, as a young adult pastor, if I'm trying to preach a fire message so that everybody can be shouting, I'm doing it wrong. My but the, heart. the end goal and everything means I need to do this unto Christ, yeah. and let Christ do the work. Yeah. So like, I'm doing the work. And he's finishing the work. Yeah. Because he's faithful to finish. Yeah. 
He's faithful, faithful to, to finish. finish. Come on. He gave you the idea. Yeah. And he's going to finish it out. Come on. He's the author and finisher finish of yeah. your faith. Yeah. Not the author and doer and finisher. Finish it. Right. He's the author. So he started something, started mm-hmm. writing. Mm-hmm. You got to act it out. Yeah. And then he's going to finish what you started. And the crazy part about you acting it out is even then he's in it. Because the Holy yeah. Spirit is right. our helper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're not doing anything by yourself. You can't. Like, there's something that, too, that, 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 um, that rocks me is the Lord never tells us to do something that we can do alone. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Jack, Jackie Hill Perry said mm-hmm. that. You, the Lord never going to tell you to do something that you, you could do without do him. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why Moses went in front of the Red Sea. Right. There's a reason why God says, be holy for I am holy. Bro, it's impossible mm-hmm. to be holy. Yeah. Impossible. It's literally impossible. Yeah. The law of Moses was to show every human it is impossible for you to be perfect. Yeah. That's why the only one who fulfilled the law was Jesus. Come on. And only through that man are we made whole. And are we made holy. Only through the one who was yeah. holy and is holy. Yeah. And will always be holy. Forever. When when you're in him, Endeavor. when you're in him, right, you are made whole. Come on. When you're in him, you are I'm holy. Made, yeah. When you do when you do things unto him, through him, yeah. and by him, he will do the work with you. Yeah. So that's the thing is is do everything unto the Lord. You want to stop doing things wrong? Like you might be saying, like, yo, I'm in ministry or or I'm trying to do this business thing or I'm trying to write this song. I'm trying to do music or I'm trying to be a, I'm trying to preach better. I'm trying to teach better. I'm trying to have the cell group grow. Um, I'm trying to do better in my studies. I'm trying to do better at, at work and work or in my family In my family, being a better father, being a better son, a, a wife, like child. This is the thing. If you do it without him and you do it unto you're doing it for yourself, even if you do it unto yourself, cause you are a man, which is makes it even worse. Yeah. Sometimes we're trying to do things for ourselves. We're doing things for ourselves, Ah. Uh, because the thing is, it says, yes, if you do things unto men, but you're a man too. And in this generation, everything is, what can I do for myself? Come on. So I'm doing, am I doing this podcast thing so I can be famous and I can make money? Um, am I doing music because I want to make a hit and set up my financial wealth? Am I trying to be a pastor because... Because I know pastors make money. Am I trying to be a famous prophet? Because you know prophets get invited everywhere, like TB Joshua, and See, and then I'm gonna get a fat check, and have like twenty thousand people in the arena, we start, and everybody's gonna know me. I'm gonna be on TBN. Like, where's my heart at? We start doing all these things for ourselves, and then we get hurt. Like we literally hurt ourselves. And it's the virus, bro. It, it's a it. Because it's the cancer. You're gonna get sick. It's the cancer, bro. And you don't have the thing that is here to protect you from it. Like, God, He's He's trying to make it so simple for you, bro. Yeah. He's trying to make it so simple. Hey, look, this is what I wrote out for you. This is what I need you to get started on. While you while you're right, doing but, that thing. But this is the thing, bro. I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit to come help you out. But this is the thing, right? Is that people and us included. Yeah, it's when we look at what God is calling us to do, it it's impossible. Yeah, in but okay, so but now when it's I, impossible because yeah. we're trying to do it without Him, right? When I'm doing that myself, 
Of course I'm gonna have anxiety. Like, Take you, bro. Of course I'm yeah. gonna be like, oh my god, like, oh my god, how how am I gonna do <laughs> it? Like you're literally gonna freak yourself out. Yeah. The funny thing about God is that I think too you can get confused a little bit because you might even have the the high posture where you're like I started this thing and I'm doing it for God, and then you start to try to figure it out yourself. You know what I mean? And within that, it's like you're trying to think of the perfect way to do this thing for God. Yeah. But He is the perfect one. You you can't do it. He is. The way. Exactly. You, yourself, can only do your best. Yeah. Like, you can do things in excellence for God. Yeah. But you're never going to have it the perfect way. That's, what, again, why you need him. Yeah. Like, there's no, just, just no avoiding it. Don't trip on yourself. Get out the way. Please. Get out the way. Oh, my goodness, please. Like, just get out the way. Stop it. Because the thing is, is that sometimes we're like, all right, God, like, all right, um, some of the Lord's been working on us is with the clay and the potter. And you never see a clay try to mold itself. It can't. I mean, that would be freaky. But the thing is that <laughs> as freaky as it is, we be trying to mold ourselves. When you try to do things for yourself, you're trying to mold yourself. That's why God says, if you do it wrong, uh, you're yeah. not getting your reward. The reason why you can't get your reward is because you try to mold yourself, and you're not going to mold yourself in the image he wants. You're going to mold yourself in the image you want. You know what's messed up about it? Clay doesn't have eyes. It can't... It, you really... You can't see it. Like, you can't see what God sees. That's why he says, as high as the heavens from the earth are my ways mm -hmm. from your ways. Yeah. See, the beautiful you're thing is... To, you're trying to wrap your carnal mind around into something that's a God-minded thing. Yeah. We can take a thousand steps, steps towards God and not get any closer to him. <laughs> but he could take one step towards us and be inside of our heart. You're the work that you're trying to do on your own is futile. Like, it doesn't matter, bro. You, God, look at me. Look at, like, <laughs> like you're, God, look at me. You're doing, you're doing so oh, much. The, bro, watch. <laughs> watch. Right? Right? Yeah. You're doing so much things. God, look at me. Lord, Lord, I we casted out demons in your oh, name. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Lord, Lord, but we, but we, but God, but I, I, I went to church every Sunday. God, yeah, God, I, but I, I yeah. prophesied, I prophesied, and, and I said Robo Shata and hey, and all, all that stuff, right? <laughs> and he's literally gonna be like, yeah, I, I don't know who you are, bro. So that's the thing, is when you do things for yourself, and or you're doing things without him, yeah. You don't know him. Yeah. And he doesn't know you. Yeah. So, yes, you did things for the kingdom. Thanks. But I don't know you. You are a third party seller for the kingdom. There's Bible for that. All right. Let's go. Where are you going? All right.
I got, bro. You can't be saying Bible and not tell me where we're going. Hold on, we're in Matthew still. Oh, we're in Matthews. So, dang, I opened up to the glossary. Just give me a second. Let me find this. Book of Revelations with an S. <laughs> I think this is also actually in Matthew 18. That NLT be tripping me, bro. I be reading that during the NIV. Yeah. And you said millions of dollars. I'm like, <laughs> where is it going? In Matthew 18, is it? Yeah, I believe. Oh. A parable of the vineyard workers. So this is Matthew 20. I love this book. All right, yeah. What? From going to verse one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to just read it. All bro. right, well, I want to make a quick emphasis real quick. Okay, okay. Remember, we started with this whole thing about forgiveness, right? Yes. You know that Jesus talks about forgiveness? Like this prayer of forgive others, whatever. This is all in Matthew chapter six. After Matthew chapter six, when, you know, and, and the, the Lord's prayer, he says, let your will be done here on earth as it is in what? Heaven. Heaven, right? So then after Jesus says that, Jesus goes on a rampage for the rest of the book, talking about the kingdom of heaven is like. Yeah. So we're talking about the kingdom of heaven is like a king mm-hmm. that went through his accounts. Now, on 20, we're saying the kingdom of heaven is like, like a landlord. landlord. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you want to know about this kingdom? Matthew. You need to read Matthew. Oh, I mean, look, look, look too. Yeah, Luke, Luke, be yeah. going, Luke be going crazy, too. But. All right, so I'm just going to read through this. And it just ties into what we were just talking about. Because, again, we're going to be like, Lord, Lord, you don't know me. But we're, we're doing, they were, Lord, look, look, look at everything be, that I did. That's not beginning He's like, I don't know you, mm. bro. All right. Scared. So, for the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal day wage and sent them out to work. At 9 o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard, and at noon again at 3 o'clock, he did the same thing. At 5 o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again, and he saw some more people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been working today? They replied, because no one hired us. The landowner told them, Then go out and join the others in the vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. When those hired at 5 o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more, but they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour, and yet you paid them as much as you paid us for Um, who worked all day in the scorching heat. He answered one of them, Friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? So do you be jealous because I'm kind to others? So those who are last will be first then, and those who were first will be last. That's actually not the chapter that I wanted to read. That joke is disgusting, It's still beautiful. What the story that I wanted to tell? Hold on, hold on, I, hold on, hold on. We can't just read. Okay, okay, okay. I can't what Jesus said uh, <laughs> and not juice that joint. I'm over here like. <laughs> I'm over here reading. I'm over here reading this junk like. And you just get to be like, hey, that's not what I wanted. No, no, no. Hold I mean, on, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay, let, 
That's it. I didn't read it for no reason. No, you didn't. No. You read that for a reason. Yeah. Whew. You're working for him. Yeah. You're working for him. When you understand who you're working for, the pay doesn't matter. Right. What matters is you're working for him. Yeah. Mm. Understand me. The pay doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is that I have a job and I'm working for him. We were all like those guys that were just doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Standing idle. Making no money. We didn't have a purpose. You know what this you know what the scriptures you know what the scriptures about? This is about those Christians that are jealous that the, the new guy that just gave his life to Christ like yeah. three months ago yeah. is already in the worship team and he's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is about the person that's been in, in ministry for fifteen years and is not seeing the glory of God at the rate as the guy who gave his life to Christ five, five ago. years ago. Yeah. God, I've been in how is it possible that I've been a pastor for fifteen years and this guy that's been a pastor for five years already has a mega church. Right. And God's like, um, I can do with my kingdom whatever I want. Yeah. So my calling for you is to be a pastor of 300 for 15 years. My calling for him is for him to be a pastor for maybe 10 years, but he's going to set something up. You did something. You did something. It's for my kingdom. I can do whatever I want. Uh, the I'm, thing is, when you understand who you're working for, come on. it's not so much. But this is the thing is that we try to work for our own benefit. Yeah. So that response. Don't knock that light down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That response. That response of, wait, but but what about but, what, what about, about me? What I did. It's not about you, bro. So when we start trying to do things from a position of God doing, I'm doing this for yeah. me, and then try to camouflage it like, yeah, I'm doing it for God. Literally, he's gonna be like, um, didn't you agree for this? At the end, didn't of the you chapter. agree to carry this cross? Mm -hmm. He agreed to carry the cross too. Yeah. Did you agree to be for me to be your Lord and Savior? So did he. So you know what the Lord what the Lord does. You do whatever the Lord tells you to do. Yeah. If I want to pay him more, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. But now there's the thing. It goes back to the talents, right? It goes back to that story of the talents. If the Lord gave you something and you don't steward it right, and all you do is complain, he has no problem just firing you. Shut up and do your job. If you're in your job, right? Let's say you're in your job. Yeah. And I walk in. And you let's say you get paid twenty dollars an hour, right? Let's say that's what you get paid. And I walk in and I make an agreement with the branch manager and be like, hey man, I I want twenty three an hour. And the manager says, All right, you can't get mad. No. Because the manager made that call. Yeah. You gotta suck it up now. Like, well, this is my job. I'm gonna do what I'm. I'm gonna do what I'm called to do. Yeah. I'm gonna do what I'm here for. Aye. And I'm gonna do it to the best the way I can, for my boss. Yeah. Not for me. I'm gonna work the best that I can because this is my boss's company. Mm -hmm. And the other one made an agreement with the manager, and he has to work the best he can, for his boss. I need to work the best I can, for him, not because of what he's gonna give me. But because I'm working for him. It doesn't matter the pay because at the end of the day, remember that the verse you read in, in Colossians is 
the reward is the same. Yeah. It's one denarii for both of them. Yeah. It's one denarii, one day's wage for both. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Just do it for him. When you're working for him, he's fair. He said, listen, I made a contract with you to do this, and this is what I'm going to pay you. I made a contract with that guy to do the same thing. I'm going to pay you guys the exact same thing, but I have two different agreements with two of you guys. Yeah. Yeah, they might have been working for three hours, and you've been working for the past 16 hours. But this is the thing. Calling. Yeah. An apostle does way more than a prophet. Yeah. Work-wise. Mm-hmm. But a prophet has a certain a certain due diligence they have to do. Yeah. To There's, receive their words. It's two different types of words. It's two different types of words. The prophetic for the prophet, somebody who has an office of the prophet, who is literally, that's their ministry, their calling, to be a prophet to the nations, is not going to have the same approach to his work yeah. as the apostle is. Yeah. The missionary is not going to have the same thing as a pastor. Yeah, it's this. It's they're they're all working for the same company, the mm-hmm. same kingdom, just different functions. You just need to understand. Work for him. Yeah, work with him. Mm-hmm. Do all things unto Christ. Unto Christ. If you do all things unto yourself, you're not going to be satisfied. Yeah. Because you're looking at what am I gonna gain? Yeah. I'm so I did all this work, so I should be getting paid more. No, I did all this work for you, and since it's for you, I get to live with you, and I get to talk to you, and I get to be with you, yeah. and nothing else matters because I'm in your presence. When I was, I was on a street corner doing nothing. Yeah. So that you you had that for a reason, bro. Do not covet. That's a commandment. That's a commandment. Yep. This. The, the crazy thing is that right in the chapter before, literally just a few verses before I read that chapter, it says, is it easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into heaven, the kingdom of God? Again, if I'm focused on this man, yeah, it's never going to be possible for me to be focusing on what God is doing. Well, the thing is, it, I'm, I'll have to be cross-eyed. <laughs> This is the thing, right? <laughs> to be looking at both. <laughs> right. So even with, all right, there's a whole explanation between the eye of the camel. I mean, the eye of the needle for the camel. It's not literally the eye of an actual needle. It's actually a small door, which we can get into that, right? Yeah. But it's just, it's easier for a camel to get through a small opening than a rich man to get to heaven. It's not talking about the money. Yeah. It's not talking about money. No. For all the people who are over, overly religious and say that you have to be broke to serve the Lord, no. read your Bible because that's not what he's talking about. All right? It's easier for a camel to get to the eye of a needle than a rich man to get to heaven. The rich man is somebody who is worrying about their own game. Yes. Because back Self. to what we are saying, I'm doing this for myself. Yes. A rich man. Or for man. A rich man is worried about others liking him. And what is he benefiting? How is he going to benefit? That's the rich man that the Lord is talking about. Mm-hmm. The rich man is somebody who's rich in pride, yeah. rich in lust, mm-hmm. rich in coveting, mm-hmm. rich in gluttony, rich in rich in sin. Yeah, that's why he says the. <laughs> that's why he says, the poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Yeah, because they will inherit the kingdom of God. Come on. The poor 
are the ones that are not rich in pride. Yeah. Rich in, they're poor. Yeah. They have nothing. Yeah. They just have him. Yeah. They have the one denarii. They are poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. That's what I'm saying. In it's, him. But no, 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 it's not in him. It's not even in him. In, in spirit? If the spirit is lowercase s. Mm. So you're talking about your spirit. Oh, my God. So you're poor. So the thing <laughs> That's is, nasty. So the thing is, is ah. the rich the rich is carrying all these baggages. Going back to what we talked about baggages. Bruh. The rich has all the baggage. The rich has all the clothing. The rich has all the things on. The poor in spirit do not have anything the poor in spirit are like job that says i came naked and i'm going naked come on but if i have him i have everything i have the one denarii i'm not worried about the more denarii i'm already have the one yeah maybe he worked he worked less than me but we're working for the same king come on and i don't care if he gives me the one denarii and here's the thing jesus makes an emphasis jesus was moved by the widow that gave all that she had so I'm willing to give up the one denarii he just gave me. Because I realize that if I have him, I have everything. I'm working for him. And when I work for him, I can do whatever he's asking. <laughs> because it doesn't matter. Oh, this man, he's reading. You're, yeah, you're preaching right now. I'm sorry. No, no. I just it's okay. To, it's but okay. The, the thing is, is, is that's so. I mean, because this is this is what he says. He says, "Then the disciples were astounded, and they said, then who in the world can be saved?' They asked. And Jesus looked at them intently and said, "Humanly speaking, it is impossible. <laughs> but with God, but with God, oh. but with God, but with God, everything is possible." You can't do it without him. You can't. It's impossible. You just can't. You can't forgive without him. You can't love without him. You can't get you can't crucify your flesh without him. You can't grow the fruits of the spirit when you're not connected to the tree. I'm gonna have to drop that revelation we dropped on Monday. Mm-hmm. Last week we talked about the wilderness, right? And the Lord's been on me yeah. about the wilderness. Um, even after we talked about it. We are the wild ones. Even after even after we talked about the wilderness, I the Lord's been on me. The wilderness is beautiful. Mm. Right? The wilderness prepares you. It's hard to understand that you have to work for him. It's hard to forgive. Remember, I said I said in the beginning is forgiveness is, is a desert you need to go through. Yeah. But when you go through your desert and the Lord takes you to the promised land, you still got to work. <laughs> but this is the thing. The reason why you need to grow in the desert and you need to sacrifice in the desert is because the promised land, you need to be able to carry these big fruits. Mm. They got to Canaan and the grapevine was so big the grapes were so big that in order to carry one branch they needed two men if you don't go through your desert and if you don't go through your wilderness if you don't let the thing that God's trying to kill if you don't let it die 
you won't be able to carry the fruit that the Lord is going to give you. Mm. But this is the thing. You need two. You needed two men to carry the one, one branch of fruit. Stop, we, sometimes we try to carry these, these branches. We try to carry these ministries. We try to carry our fruits. We try to, we try to, we try to produce all these things by ourselves. Yeah. But it says two. Mm. Christ is supposed to be with you yeah. carrying these things. Come on. It's supposed to be you and Christ, mm. not you by yourself. And when you have Christ, he is the vine. And the fruit is attached to him. He's holding on one side, you're holding on the other side. You need two to carry the fruit. Because if not, the fruit's going to fall, it's going to get stepped on. It's going to grow weak. When you disconnect the branch from the trunk, it dies. It shrivels. You cannot do anything without him. But you learn these things in the wilderness. Yeah. They were able to go in boldly in Canaan. Those two, Josh and, Joshua and Caleb, were able to walk in boldly into Canaan and say, yo, we can, we can handle this. Yeah. Because if the God that we serve did this, then we can do that. Mm -hmm. If Jesus gave his life for me, then I can forgive you. Yeah. And in this, this, this wilderness of learning to forgive is going to open so many more doors. Because yes, you're going to get to Canaan and it is the land that flows with milk and honey, but there's also going to have to be some bloodshed because there's going to be some demons that have to, some giants that have to get slaughtered. God promised you to go from glory to glory. Yeah. He promised you milk and honey. Once you got to milk and honey, he promised you to be a nation. There's another level. Yeah. But sometimes we're so focused like, okay, yeah, I gave my life to the Lord and ministry is going good, but you know, but I can't let go of this. Hey. I can't let go of that. Hey, babe. <laughs> 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 she said hola So <laughs> You said it like that Hola Hola <laughs> like, You said like you don't speak Spanish Yeah right. So uh, The other thing right. is, is Is when we try to go through wildernesses Our wilderness without This is the reason why God had to kill off that generation Imagine The older generation walking into Canaan With the attitude that they didn't want to let go of mm. Oh we Hey, should have left us in Egypt. Imagine they walked in and saw giants, bro. They would have been like, "What?" So God was like, "All right, now nah, you guys aren't, yeah. you guys are not passing the test." Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I'm meditating on that. It's just that's what it is, bro. You can't do anything without him. Everything's impossible without him. Yeah. But it's really the it's really the thing is that sometimes we feel like, oh, right, you know. Wow. Sometimes we can do we can do sometimes we feel like all right I can do everything without him. No. No. I can do some things without him. No, you no. can't. Yes, That's faith true. without works is dead. That means there are some things that there's work you need to put in. Yeah. The work you need to put in is sacrificing yourself. Come on. So that he can live in you. 
I when I did it on his on my own, I ended up broke, busted, and disgusted. Every single time, bro. Look, I hope this was beneficial. I think we spoke into some things. Um, I do want to leave you with some practicals. Because I feel like a lot of what we shared came from a level of us reading our word. Yeah, yeah um, 1,000%. We have to know what, what he said. Mm-hmm. I can't reach this place of God doing this work in my heart if I, I haven't even let the seed of his word be planted into my heart. Yeah. So I'm going to commission you to begin to read your Bible Read at least at least a chapter, at least a, a a couple of verses a day. I mean, one thing too that we that I've been doing with the young adults is um, pray practical prayer. Yeah, and prayer. Um, my boy Angelito said it on uh, they they just started a podcast called um, Kingdom Culture. Come on, and that junk is fire. Go check that junk out. But he said, prayer is not just your prayer closet. It's oh. a daily conversation with the Lord. Yeah. And when you put your daily conversation with the Lord with eating, mm. because this thing is a conversation goes both ways. Yeah. We think that prayer is just throwing mad stuff to God, but no. when you read the word, it's him talking back like, to you. You got to really. And you open up your ears, so now you can start hearing him clearer. So now it's your, daily, your daily life is a conversation. It's like, Lord, I feel like this. Isn't yeah, it, but my word says this. Isn't it a beautiful image of I'm praying and I'm talking to God, and when I sit down to read His Word, I'm eating, but I'm I'm actually sitting there eating with Him. Sit at the table. You're sitting now, at the table with Him, bro. I know we were gonna finish, but I'm about to get to something real quick. <laughs> so this is the thing, right? You're eating with Him. That's why the Bible says, "You prepare a table yeah. in the presence of my enemy." Mm. The enemies are not the people. Remember, we said that this is not about flesh and blood. No. You know what the enemy is? You're sitting down with your emotion. Come on. So when you sit down and you open this word, hey, Holy Spirit, and you look to the side and you see yourself, mm-hmm. and Jesus is like, are you ready? Mm-hmm. And, you're, and your flesh is like, yeah, we ain't eating that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Right. And the Lord's like, well, this is all we got. Mm. So now, you set a you set a table in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. I have to let the oil of the Lord come on me in the table where I'm also battling myself to not be at that table. Wow. The enemy is not the... Listen, yes, the enemy is the devil, but your true enemy is your flesh. Yeah. Which is why Christ isn't saying crucify the devil. He's saying crucify your flesh. Right. I think it's it's a... It's important to realize that your flesh... It's a... Your body is the temple. Yes. The, the Holy Spirit wants to be housed within yes. your temple. But that same body, again, if you leave the door open, 
or if you open up the windows, something's gonna come in. Yeah. So when I sit down with and I, I'm reading my word, preparing the table. But the thing is, is that you don't prepare the table. He's preparing the table. So because it's <laughs> this is the this is the table. Yeah. But this is also the food. Yeah. This is also the lamp on the table. It's also this is also. It's a lot of things. It's a, like this is everything. So literally, what God says, are you ready to have this conversation right now? And your flesh is like, nah, I don't want to hear it. But you're, but you are making, you are forcing yourself to be like, you know what? I gotta eat. Yeah. All right. So it says, I will sing of mercy and justice to you, O Lord. I will sing praises. Come on. I will behave wisely, and in a perfect way. Wow. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. I shall not cling to me. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. Wow. We, this is flinged up. Oh. <laughs> this is Psalm 101. Come on, Holy Spirit. This is in... This is at the table. Yeah. And your enemy needs to hear. Your enemy needs to hear, I hate the work of those who fall away. Yeah. I It shall not cling to me. Your heart needs to a hear. A perverse heart shall depart from me. So you, heart that's deceitful above all things, I'm sorry, you got to go. Because yeah. now I need the heart of God. Come on. Watch. I'm going to keep going. I shall not know weakness. Knowing something is in your mind. Yeah. I need the mind of Christ. Knowing, I no. shall not know wickedness. No. no wickedness. I will not have any intimacy Bro. with wickedness. I will not have any intimacy with sin. Come on, bro. Watch. It says, whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him I will destroy. Um, the one who has a haughty look and a proud heart, him I will not endure. My eyes shall be on the faithful of the land. That they may dwell with me. He who walks in a perfect way, he shall serve me. This is the Lord talking. Yes. This is David prophetically speaking. Yes. He who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. Come on. He who tells lies shall not continue in my presence. Early I will destroy all the wicked of the land. Yeah. That I may cut off. You said about the branches. Mm -hmm. I may cut off the evildoers from the city of the Lord. My God. That's Psalm 101. I just read the whole chapter. And that just opened up. He said, the table is set. And your heart has to listen. That's why David says, hey, 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 listen. Oh, my soul. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that's within me. Bro, this goes right back to Jesus' prayer. It goes back to the prayer. Jesus' prayer did not, he didn't say, Lord, I want your fire, God. Like, no, I don't want, I need your presence. No, you know why? It's because if you, if if that prayer was made real, right, in us, if that prayer is made alive in us, if we're actually saying, Lord, you are my heavenly father, I am your son. You are sanctified. Your name is holy. Do your will here as it is in heaven. Give me my daily bread. 
help me forgive as you forgive me and lead me not into temptation. Bro, deliver me from the evil one. Yeah. For yours is the kingdom. Yeah. And the power and, and the, the glory, glory forever. Ever. Amen. Yeah. That's the prayer. Come on. And when you break those things down, not one is about you benefiting any material thing. It's about you dying. Yeah. This is the table. He says, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Yeah. Eat of my flesh, drink of my blood. Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. When I start, when I start dining with the Lord, mm. when I'm dining with the Lord, we're putting nails on the table for, mm-hmm. the, for the other guy sitting down. Mm-hmm. You want to know uh, how to forgive better? Start sitting at the table. Yeah. Give because he's, the Holy Spirit is the counselor. Yeah. A counselor says, counselor wants to see your darkest side. Confess. Confess. So, all right, hey, listen, so um, this is the table, and, uh, and how do you guys feel? And your enemy is going to say, well, I hate myself. This person did this to me, mm-hmm. and uh, I, don't, I, I don't think that God loves me or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And your spirit... It's starting to eat yeah. from what the Lord is saying. The enemy doesn't want to hear what the Lord is saying. Yeah. But what the Lord says in that song that we just read, what the Lord says about the wicked one is that he would destroy it. Yeah. So I'm ready. And I don't know if you guys are ready. But we only can destroy our enemy sitting at the table. Come on. You only can die to yourself sitting at the table and knowing God, knowing intimacy with the Lord. You will destroy your flesh the more intimacy you have with the Lord. I'm going to leave him with three things. Three things, yeah. Prayer. Oh, bro. Yeah. You read it earlier. Yeah. I was about to go there, but yeah. you went there. So listen, you need to humble yourself, right? But this, these are three things, right? You need to pray, seek his face, and turn from your wicked ways. Yeah. And this is all into humility. You need to take a, a posture of humility. Pray, seek his face, and turn from your wicked ways. How do I seek his face? Yeah. I think that's a, a big question. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ask. You're not only going to look up into the sky and be like, God! Because you're going to pray. You're going to talk to him. But you got to meet him here in his word. Sit at the table. Sit with him. Yeah. Learn learn what he said about you. Learn what he's saying to you. (laughs) You will see his face. (laughs) The Bible says that no one can see the Lord and stay alive. Mm-hmm. Just look at him. Yeah. Because <laughs> what did he just say? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Pray. Yes. Seek his seek face. Seek his face. Then it's turn S- away. And turn away. You can't, you, you can't, you can't turn, turn away. away if you're not dead. If you're, 
You can't. What are you turning to if you're not looking at him? You need to. You need to die to yourself. So that, when God is going to go forgive and then heal the land, you don't step in the way. Yeah. This is why God is saying, "Get out of the way." Because yes, we forgive. We forgive, but we're not letting him. We forgive, but we're not letting him heal. Yeah. Because we're not dead. Yeah. So he forgives, but then we step in the way. Mm. We're like, no, 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 God, I don't want to let that go. If you seek his face and you lock eyes with him, you will die. But those that are in me, even if they die, they will live. That's what the Lord says. Yeah. I got it, Joe. Because you say if you seek him. Yeah. And then I think of the man who found the treasure. And he went back and sold everything. He sold everything and everything. hid the treasure back and he bought the field. Yes, he bought the whole field. Because I'll realize that what I was holding on to will never be as much. No. It will never be worth what he's given me freely. And this ties it all back. You work for him. Yeah. And you're doing it for him. Yeah. You're forgiving because he's your Lord. Yeah. He says, listen, I need you to love your enemy. Mm-hmm. Forgive your brother. Yeah. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. It all wraps up to the wilderness is beautiful because the one who's in the wilderness with you, yeah, he is beautiful. But you just got to look at him. Just look at him. That's it. I love you. We love you. Grace and peace. Yes, sir. Be with you. It's right. time to get up. It's time to get up. <laughs>